bringing you news and updates from the Alliance of American Football, your source for everything Memphis, with your hosts, Dan and Michelle. This is Memphis AAF. What up, Fly Crew? It's your boy, Daniel, coming at you again with another episode on this podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Can you stop? That's ridiculous. You sound like a <laughs> 90s like radio DJ. That's enough of that. <laughs> or just like every frat bro YouTuber. Yeah. Out a video. I could just go back to my DJ Donovan no, coming at you live. No, no, no. This is not. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. So welcome to the show, Flight Crew. This is your captain speaking. My name is Daniel, coming to you by Michelle, and have we got a show for you? Boy, do we ever! There were a lot of events with the Express this week that we were able to partake in, which is a lot of fun. There's a lot of news with the Express and the AAF in general. Big week going on. Many camps are happening right now all across the league. Memphis just finished up ours. Yeah, uh, let's see. Tryouts happened. Yeah, and we want to start off the show by just saying thank you guys because we were able to partake in some stuff that was just so surreal for us, and it would not have been possible without you guys listening and and hanging out with us every week. Yeah, it was just kind of it was an incredible experience to be able to go and sit there throughout the tryouts and be able to see part of the mini camp. And honestly, like it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for all you guys out there listening to us and giving us this platform that we can be a part of the team and really just kind of have the opportunity to get great content and get a lot of information for you guys. Absolutely. And like you said, at tryouts, um, that's when it hit me because we were able to be at this thing that I, I kind of felt like a fish out of water a little bit because I'd never been to anything like that before, but it was so cool to have the chance to be there and see that firsthand and get to meet these players. I mean, it's just, it was awesome. And I'm just so full of gratitude for this opportunity and just getting to do this with you, Dan, and meeting you guys, the audience out in public and, Hanging out with you on social media. I mean, it's just been totally awesome. Definitely a highlight of this year for me. All right. Enough of that sappy shit. Let's get <laughs> on to the fun stuff. All right. So we're going to get to the tryouts and everything we experienced and saw there a little bit later on the show. But first, let's hit the news. Well, before that, mm. I feel like we've got a load of bad stuff to get through first. Let's get through the bad and then we can get to all the, the news and the fun. Yeah. So as much fun as we've had with the Express, there was kind of a little bit of a downer moment this past weekend. Yeah, it was a hiccup that I would say with the team. We've expressed some frustrations before with like rollouts of things or as you guys know how I feel about the name of the team. <laughs> but this was an event that was totally fumbled by the team, by the by the Memphis Express. Yeah. So after the tryouts, the team hosted what they billed as a meet and greet for Express fans at main event in Bartlett. Yeah, so main event, if you're not familiar, is kind of like a Dave and Buster's kind of place. Arcade games, bowling, pizza, just kind of a fun, big hangout place. Yeah, and they advertise it like come out and meet the team and, you know, kind of hang out with them, have some fun, which was awesome. It sounded great. And when we got there, there was uh, balloons at the Express. There was all the team people that we we knew, you know, Luke, Dan, Cochet, Greg, you know, like all the guys that work on the team. They were all there. And then there were balloons and there was like a corded off section or, or a section that was kind of isolated where you could see, you know, the guys from the team, all the express stuff was happening in that section. What we took to be a meet and greet for the express fans was actually more of a event for a couple of charities in the city for children's charities. Yeah. So essentially what it was is they went there, you know, kids got to eat with from a buffet with the players, hang out with them. And each player was assigned to a kid and pretty much. The kid got to hang out with these football players all night. But we didn't find that out until we tried to walk into the sectioned off area for the team. We went up to one of the guys that works for the team. We were like, hey, what's going on? What's kind of the format for the event? So he said that the buffet area where the team was and there were kids in there 
was just for invited guests and for the children's charities and the team and like to feed the team. So it's kind of like, thanks for coming, but you're not really welcome to hang out with us. Yeah, in that little area. So we went to kind of like sit at the bar and get some food and just kind of wait to see what unfurled. But we didn't want to just sit at a bar in a place. Like, if I'm going to go out to eat, I'm not going to go to main event. Yeah, like you don't, like we didn't go to main event to bowl or play video games. And we definitely didn't go for the food. It just looked kind of, it looked kind of grubby. Bowling alley food, you eat because you don't really have a choice. I mean, you've already gone bowling. So clearly you hate yourself and you feel like you need to punish yourself. And that's where bowling alley food works well. But that's not why we went there. Right. So to have this event build as like, come meet the guys on the team, hang out and like get to know them or whatever. And then have it be something totally different really kind of threw us off. And at that point, like we're like, I'm not really interested in chasing down these players all night who are going to be busy playing like Dance Dance Revolution or going, you know, bowling or whatever. Like, I'm not interested in walking up to you while you're in the middle of something and be like, oh, hi, I'm on the podcast. I'd like to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I know it was an event for us, but it just wasn't. It wasn't what we expected. I, it wasn't done well. Yeah. I don't, I definitely don't have a problem. I love the fact that they were working with children's charities Yeah, while the guys were all in town for minicamp. I love that they use that opportunity to work within the community, especially with children and children's charities. Like that's so cool. But to advertise this event to the entire city and not mention anything about that is just what was wrong. It just threw us off. Yeah. And in reality, it was more like the team is hanging out with these charities and hanging out with these kids. If you're at main event, you can probably run into them while they're hanging out and talk to them, get autographs and do whatever. So it wasn't really much of a meet and greet. It was more of come out and see the team. And in the team's defense, uh, when we went into that sectioned off area to kind of figure out what was going on, the guy who was telling us who works for the team was telling us how the event works. He admitted that they didn't plan it out well. They didn't kind of think through how everything would go. And they realized that it wasn't the best it should have been. Yeah. I hope they understand kind of like where the frustration comes from. Because they talked about how other people are kind of upset that they didn't get to come see the team and sit with them. So I'm hoping they kind of see like where it went wrong. And hopefully in the future, they can maybe make a little bit better of experience for the fans. There's just better ways it could have been done. So Again, this was the bad news. This was definitely like we walked out probably five minutes after we got there. Yeah, we had a little bit of time, but it it wasn't good. But we hope that you guys in the audience see that we're just going to keep bringing you our honest opinions. And this is part of it. Yeah. So can we move on? Are we done with the bad news? Can we get hyped up for the team? Please, please. Let's do that. Okay. so the first bit of really awesome news is that we now know when the games are going to be played week one. We already know when the games are going to be played. Yes, but now we know what time. (laughs) Okay, okay. So what time? So we're going to be playing in Birmingham at 1 p.m. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think it's like a three-hour drive from Memphis. Um, So if we hit the road like 8 a.m., which isn't like crazy early or anything. I mean, it is for us. Well, it'll be fine. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll make that sacrifice for the team. I think we can manage it. (laughs) So we'll get there like around 11-ish, maybe do some tailgating for the game to start at 1. That's pretty cool. And then let's say it's a three-hour game. That puts us back on the road for 4.30. Yeah, and then they get home. Yeah. Seven? I mean, that's totally awesome. Yeah, definitely a day trip if we wanted to do it that way. I think there are some fans that are maybe want to make like, an event out of it. They're talking about like getting better rates of hotels if you all want to like book together. Maybe charting a bus, going down there and like hanging out, then like tailgating together and kind of taking over the stadium, kind of showing our support for the Express while we're there. Where's that conversation happening? Um, in the official Memphis Express Facebook group. Okay, okay, okay. So go through there or just comment. I mean, we're still quite a ways away, so there's still plenty of time to plan it. But yeah, join the group, join the conversation, 
and maybe make this happen. Speaking of Facebook groups, we have a Facebook group. What? What? It's just kind of a uh, a separate place for our audience and our land lands our fans and our listeners kind of get together and talk about the express without kind of like the distraction that kind of comes with the official group yeah there's a lot of people in there that i don't know aren't aren't like express fans right i don't know who they are uh well there's like one guy he runs like the aaf fan access he shares every news article about the aaf which is fine but there's one guy that keeps posting shit about like every other team and it's just like i don't really care that you know the hot shot signed a running back <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't give a shit. So our Facebook group is more of a kind of distilled version of Express Fandom and a place to continue the conversations from the show. Yeah. So if you want to join, I'll be posting like early access stuff there. So kind of get a head start on what we're doing as a podcast and blog or whatever you want to call us. You keep hitting me with these segues. Speaking of early access, <laughs> I recently created a video showcasing some of the footage that we got at the mini camp. This one is all the throws by Zach Mettenberger. Uh-huh. Sorry, 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 sorry. All the throws by Zach Metten Bacon <laughs> Cheeseburger. You better get it right. <laughs> so that's now on YouTube on our YouTube channel. Did I mention that we have a YouTube channel? That's not what we're talking about now. <laughs> I segued you into our Patreon. So those that support us on Patreon got early access to watch that video before anybody else. So if you want early access, there's going to be exclusive content up there soon. Definitely check out our Patreon. Yeah. And we're going to have bonus episodes and content exclusive to Patreon. So if you want access to everything, that's a place to be. Yeah. And some of that content is we were able to interview a couple guys in minicamp. So that'll be up on Patreon. Yeah. So check it out. Just go to memphisaaf.com slash Patreon and you'll see everything there. Also in the show notes. And as part of our patron supporters, you do get a shout out for supporting us. So I want to give a big shout out to our very first patron ever, Joe Van Dalsum. Don't you mean Van Awesome? <laughs> yeah, you might know him from the Shipyard Podcast or one of the boys at the yard. So if you <laughs> want to check out his shit, just go to theshipyardsd.com to check out that one. If you're interested in the fleet, which I'm not sure why you would be since their helmets are kind of ugly. Yeah, but they have really cool content. Though. Yeah. If nothing else, I mean, the dudes are entertaining us. As what? Um, I don't know if I want to say it. We've gotten some criticism for our flowery language. Are people apparently people don't like it when we <laughs> say fuck. Apparently. <laughs> but let's I really want to give Van Awesome and the Shipyard Podcast the credit it is due. They are so funny. I'm obviously not a fan of the fleet, but I love listening to their show. And they actually had an interview with their team president. Hopefully we can get one with our team president very soon. Coche, hit us up. Give the people what they want. <laughs> All right. So moving on, I mentioned it briefly, we do have a YouTube channel. We're going to be posting a lot of great content there. So check us out, memphisaaf.com slash YouTube. Now on to some techie news. Techie news? Yeah, we need to, I think we might have a segment for tech news since there's so much cool stuff coming out of there. So do we really need a content for tech news? Is it that interesting? Okay. You tell me. Every game is going to have 15 cameras covering the entire game and all of it is going to be stored in a essentially an external hard drive the size of a briefcase that can hold up to like around 80 terabytes of data wait so all this content is going to be stored on a briefcase well i mean not a briefcase but it's the size of a briefcase it's about 50 pounds a 50 pound briefcase yeah so something the size of a briefcase that holds all the data that you get from two, two and a half hours worth of constant video streaming from 15 different cameras. Tell me that's not cool. I mean, the 15 cameras is cool. <laughs> That'll mean we get a lot of cool angles and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, 
I thought it was cool. <laughs> so if you're into like that tech stuff and you want to see what the engineering team is doing, go to aaf.engineering and you can see their blog and everything they're working on over there. What other non-nerdy news do you got, Daniel? I feel like there's so much self-promotion in this episode. I kind of feel bad about this. But, but... I mean, we can't help it if the segues present themselves. <laughs> we just got to take advantage. So we started the hotline because last episode we mentioned that there might be a lot of new fans and new people coming to the AAF that might not know everything. So you want to create kind of like a primer series or just like uh, AAF 101, I think you called it. Yep. So we set up a hotline for people to call in their questions or for our current fans and listeners to send us their comments, questions or whatever. And somebody took us up on that. Did they? Yes. That's so exciting. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. I'm not going to play the entire thing because it's uh, over two minutes long. But he did have comments about the team name. And I think Michelle is going to have particular interest in this. My interests are peaked, but I'm anxious. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just wanted to say this thing, Michelle. You got the, uh, a thing against the, the Memphis Express. Now, when I first heard it, I was thinking, oh, that's an awesome name. Is our, is our mascot a train? Because that would be incredible. There's no train mascots in football. We can make it a steam engine, and it's cool because the railroad and trains are very important to the, the I guess, explosion of Memphis, you know, how it became a metropolitan area. Of course, the river helped as well, but the river and the train itself made us who we are today. We are very famous for our little section of the railroad here, but no, I saw it was a plane, and it made me sad. <laughs> Dakota, thank you so much for leaving your voicemail. I don't even agree that the, the name was cool from the start, even envisioning trains, but I'm glad that you joined me in your sadness with the, the plane and the whole branding. So Dakota, thank you so much for leaving that message. We really appreciate it. If you want to check out his Twitter, I'll have that in the show notes. It's at Mr. Underscore Redbeard 2. So if you guys want to call in and leave a message, we'd love to hear from you. The phone number you'll need to call is 901 352 one more time, 901-352-0177. So moving on to uh, kind of funny, comical, <laughs> weird news. Okay. So do you remember uh, several weeks ago, we talked about Hugh Freeze? Um, Ole Miss prostitute hirer. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I got go. in my brain. <laughs> um, he was the offensive coordinator for the Hot Shots. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we talked about him. Yeah. Not just talking about Ole Miss and <laughs> people who hire, hire prostitutes for the Ole Miss football players. So he's no longer the offensive coordinator for the Hot Shots. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that is because he's taken a position with Liberty University. Wait, wait, wait. Liberty University, like super ultra conservative Liberty University? That's the one. Don't they know that he hired prostitutes for the football players? I feel like if you did a little bit of research, you would find that out. Maybe they just don't care. But this leads us into a whole other side conversation about politics and whatnot. Let's not even go there. I'm just pointing out the humor in a very Christian university hiring a man who has an affinity for prostitution. Hypocrisy, humor, tomato, <laughs> tomato. All right. So <laughs> how do you even go from this to something else? I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? Is this a good move for Liberty University? Is this bad? Send us your thoughts uh, wherever you feel like it. <laughs> okay. What you got next? <laughs> um, another player has been taken from us. We need some sort of like funeral procession music. Doesn't quite fit. Fair enough. 
But the long snapper for the Atlanta legend has been signed by the 49ers. Cool. Good for him. That's yeah. exciting. If you want to know our thoughts on this, please listen to any other episode. I think it was the last week, maybe, where we talked about a player getting signed from the AAF to the NFL. We've talked about it before. We both think it's awesome. Yeah. Nothing more to be said. So so don't say it. But I will say this. <laughs> His name is Colin Holba. That's all you got? Ah, well, I mean, I feel like it needs to be said. Moving right along. <laughs> so now on to the main event. We had the opportunity to watch just a little bit. Uh, uh, Michelle was raising her hand. I was about to call on her, but I realized you guys would have no idea why the fuck I'd be doing that. So Michelle's raising her hand. Yes, Michelle, what do you got? Why don't we want to talk about tryouts first? That happened first in the day. Well, that happened on Saturday and minicamp was Monday. Because I have a lot more to say about tryouts. Okay, okay. okay since okay. we were there much longer. True point. All right, sorry. Back to you in uh, minicamp. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, we didn't get to see a whole lot. The media was only invited for about 30 minutes. Yeah, but when we got there, the communications director said was, was like, a good thing you got here when you did. They were thinking about wrapping up. And we were all like, what the what the hell? Yeah. And even like the official, like the real media was there. Which was crazy because it was us, News Channel 3, and News Channel 5. So, like, real Memphis media, and then us. Yeah. <laughs> and like, dude's pulling out his $50,000 camera, however much it was. And I've got my little smartphone and a gimbal. But it worked. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we got to see a little bit of the team and practice. And yeah. it was so cool. It was so cool. Uh, wide receivers were doing a couple catching drills. You got the defense doing a little bit. And we got to see several reps of a few of the quarterbacks. And we got to see our latest quarterback in action, Troy Cook. Yeah. <laughs> not a very good cornerback. He's not very effective at the line. It wasn't real. <laughs> it was just a drill and there were extra guys and they needed a corner. So Troy Cook hopped yeah. in there. He's just a placeholder. If you want to see him in action, you can check out the video on YouTube. Nice. So this was the media approved version of practice. So we didn't really get to see a whole lot. What I did notice on the defensive side is it looks like we're going to be running a 4-3 defense. Yeah, I know exactly what that means. <laughs> For those that don't, and Michelle's being facetious, I've told her about this. How many times? Okay, you might have told me, but I still have no <laughs> clue what the hell that means. I think I could figure it out. There's three dudes on the line and four dudes not on the line. That's a 3-4. Damn it. <laughs> so 4-3 is four down linemen and three linebackers behind them. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. And that's kind of what I saw, at least like the couple plays that we watch of the defense. We got to see Hackenberg take a few reps. Hackenberg. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is a, an inside joke that takes way too long to explain. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brandon Silver got up and he threw a few passes. He did? Yeah. Was I there? You were right beside me, Michelle, <laughs> the entire time. I saw him met, met and bacon cheeseburger. Um, He's the one that ended practice. Right, right, right. I think that's the only one I paid attention to. Which, he was the only one wearing, like, a red shirt. Everybody else was wearing, like, a gray hoodie. He's just trying to be different, which is like, can you not? Can you just be a part of the team? We know you're all a little pouty, but just, like, 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 come on, just be a team player. I know, he's got, like, that persona of just, like, that kind of moody, kind of standoffish demeanor about him. Or maybe he's just boring. That's how maybe. I feel about Troy Cook. <laughs> y'all, I need to tell you, I don't think I've said this on the podcast. In every single clip you see Troy Cook, he's dead in the eyes. And he looks and sounds like he could not care any less to be there. I don't think that's true, but I just think that like maybe he gets nervous or shy or something when he gets on camera, but he is so boring. Hopefully his talent exceeds his charisma. There's got to be some sort of passion there that we're not seeing, but watch any sort of clip with Troy Cook and you'll see exactly what I mean. 
But maybe he's not like that. Maybe he is nervous and he needs to come on the show so we can have a fun, carefree conversation and get get to know you. It would probably be the most boring interview. <laughs> well, let's give him a chance. Troy, obviously you're listening because why wouldn't you? Come on the show. We'll have a chat. We'll get to know you. We'll, uh, we'll shatter these rumors that are going around about how boring you are. <laughs> I like how this grew from me saying something to a rumor. I love it. Okay. What else we got? Uh, like we mentioned before, we did get an interview with a couple of the players. We tried to talk to a couple of the coaches, but either they didn't want to, which can really blame them, or they cut out quicker than like the communications people could find them. I'll bet that's kind of the case because even when we got there, like we said earlier, they were ready to go before we even got there. So yeah, it, it was cold. It was really cold. So we're incredibly grateful for the few guys that did stand out in the cold even longer to talk to us. Uh, but we did get some interviews with uh, Jessamine Dunker, who was a guard. Kwan Ross, who's a wide receiver, and also wide receiver Chris Givens. Yeah, it was really cool to talk to them. Um, that content will be up on Patreon if you want to see those interviews. Yeah. I asked Dan if he wanted to talk to some of the quarterbacks of the, what, four? Um, and he said that there's probably going to be a lot of coverage on them already in other outlets. Yeah, the commercial appealed just an article about Hackenberg and Mettenberger and the two real media guys that were there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're real media. <laughs> we count. We're a different type of media. But the two other... Guys that were there, we're talking to Hackenberg. Right, right, right. And then Troy Cook has been all over the Express social media pages. So if any of the quarterbacks we'd want to talk to would be Silvers. Right. We really want to make sure we cover players and interviews that other outlets won't bring you. We really want to get you the information on the guys you want to know more about. So I put it out on social media about like, who do you guys want to know more about and what would you ask them? Some of the big answers were Donnie Alexander, uh, Jessamine Dunker, a couple other guys. So we try to get them. We really want to go for the guys that mean more to you guys, not who the wider world cares more about because they're bigger names. Absolutely. And we still have a while to go before the season starts. Even during the season, we could probably get more interviews. So we're definitely not done. We've got a lot more to bring you. Oh, yeah. So whoever you want to hear, let us know and we'll try to get that set up with the team. Absolutely. So now that mini camp is done and other teams are in the process of doing theirs and will be done soon. That means that the players that are restricted by the allocation process will soon be released. Which is really exciting. And, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day. This has kind of been my bone to pick with this whole process is that teams are full. However, I don't think that, at least from what we have seen so far with the Express, there's no hesitation in dropping players and adding new ones. And because we're not down to those roster limitations yet, they can add as many as they want. While this has been an issue of mine, I don't think it's actually that serious. And I think, like we mentioned several times already, this mini camp will really show the coaches like who they want on the team and who just isn't going to make it. So we can cut them, get more guys from the allocation process, some guys from the tryouts, and then everybody's released and are free to sign with any team as they're still looking to fill the roster with guys that can't make it. So like we we're just saying, there's going to be a ton of roster changes from now until the season starting. Guys getting dropped and added, moved all the way around. So this is going to be content that's going to be up on Patreon. Uh, we've talked to the team. There have been some changes this week, but nothing's official yet. So we don't want to bring you anything until we know more. But as soon as we get some more information, a bonus episode will be up on Patreon talking about these roster changes. Yeah, but don't worry. Like any colossal or mega changes to the roster, we will talk about here. Because that will impact fan experience. Uh, for example, the possibility that Zach Stacy might not be on the team anymore. Whoa, what? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Again, nothing official. We'll get more information next week. But his name is no longer listed on the Memphis Express roster at AAF.com. So I can only assume that something happened. But as soon as we find out more, we will let you know. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What's up? 
Do you think that because Zach Stacy, who is a running back, yeah? Yes. Is no longer on the team that that leaves room for Bubba Jenkins? It better. Maybe that's why he, if he was released, maybe the reason is because they saw so much in Bubba. That would be so cool. Oh my God. Speaking of Bubba, he was a guy that we interviewed what week? You can find that interview on episode eight of the podcast. That interview was awesome. So you should definitely go back and check that one out. For sure. So speaking of tryouts. Oh my God. I don't even know where to begin with this. It was so much information and like overload. It was, it was, there's a lot. So let's get into it. Okay. So the first thing is something I meant to talk about on a previous episode, but it slipped through the cracks in my notes. Koshe out there flinging a little bit of low key shade to uh, some haters. (laughs) (laughs) In a Koshe way, of course. Of course. So there's a lot of people out there that are hating on the AAF just because it's a startup league. And they're stupid. (laughs) AAF is not stupid. No, no, no. The people that hate on the AAF are stupid. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. But there have been so many other football leagues that have started up just to fail, and they're assuming that the AAF is going to take that same route. And they immediately write it off before they ever look into it. And this particular hater was hung up on the fact that the Memphis Express website was memphis-express.com and not memphisexpress.com. And he assumed that the league didn't have enough money to buy out memphisexpress.com, and therefore the league was doomed to fail. Well, with a name like Express. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Never going to give this up. <laughs> Never going to let this down. <laughs> so, I just rickroll all of you. <laughs> yes. So Koshe and his Koshe way responded to this guy's criticism by saying, thanks so much for your support. But I can't remember the entire tweet, but it was pretty much like throwing some shade. Like, hey, thanks for that support. It was awesome. Yeah. Speaking of Cochet, he was going through some drills as well. He was. Some slang drills. What? What does this mean? He was talking to some of the other sales reps, other reps as if he does sales. Maybe he does. I don't know. Anyway, he was talking to some of the sales reps and how he just found out about like some slang words like lit and. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they were telling they were explaining the difference between like getting lit and being litty, which I had never heard of. Yeah. So we're right there with you. Uh, and speaking of drills with the team, uh, two of the guys that work for the Express did some of the workouts. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but essentially you're on your you're on all fours or your hands and your feet holding yourself up while the coach is giving you directions. So you have to like bear crawl side to side, front and back all over the place. And Luke and Khalil went head to head and they made these guys go on for a long time. Until Khalil finally came up as the winner. But they both worked their asses off. I mean, hats oh. off to both of them. And speaking of Khalil, God, the segues in this episode. <laughs> we called out Khalil for not listening, but I think he's listened to this episode. So let's thank Khalil. Give him a round of applause. Yeah, we need a, we need a, a soundbite for that. Are you going to put this in your editing notes or are you going to? Nope. Oh, that's going <laughs> straight in the episode. All this is saying in. No, it's not. <laughs> I will make you cut it out. So anyway, thank you, Khalil, for checking out the episode. Anyone else on the team not listening, please let us know and we can call them out next. This is going to be a running bit on our show. Which one of the Express staff is not listening now? Tina, are you listening? Oh, we haven't even asked Tina if she listens. How is she getting by? No longer. Mm. No more does Tina. Wait, no, no. I think she did mention it at the the original, the very first get together we met everybody. I think she mentioned that she listens. Okay. Hmm. (laughs) We got to check in with her. (laughs) All right. Enough about that. We went to the tryouts not to watch our sales reps do drills or any other staff do drills. We were there to watch some prospective players show what they got. And a couple guys we've interviewed were there. So we went there. Okay. There were how many, how many people were there? I think 115 registered, 105 were at the event. 
So I do want to say one thing. One of the guys that did register that did not show up is Jacob Park, who we did have on the show. Okay. Um, which was really weird because this is a guy who is working hard constantly trying to get his shot. So I was really perplexed as to why he couldn't make it. Have you talked to him? Yeah. I, well, I talked to um, his representative and apparently some family issues came up and he just could not make it out. Yeah. When you were talking to me at the event, I was like, I'll bet something had to have happened for him just to not be able to make. It. I mean, I, I don't think it was a choice, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. But apparently he's working every day. He's working out. He's working hard, ready for an opportunity to present himself. So hopefully something comes up and he gets another shot because segue alert. What? I think the uh, I think the team really could have used him at the tryouts. Why do you say that? Well, there are two quarterbacks. Oh, they're both pretty good. Yeah, um, but blue shirt was his accuracy wasn't wasn't good. He had good arm strength, but the accuracy looked a lot to be desired. And that's why when we were standing over there during the was like receiver drills or something, the yeah. quarter, the two quarterbacks that were there were throwing the balls. And I told one of them because I was standing right behind him. I was like, dude, you need to catch every ball. Like, please protect me. I don't need this to be a Marsha Brady event where I get hit in the face of the football. Please watch out for my beautiful face. <laughs> Everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> But you almost did get hit, but there was one guy that actually saved you. Yeah, so thanks for helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> but so there is Blue Shirt, who, again, was like, I mean, his arm was throwing him like like a rocket. I don't know. How do you say that correctly? It was so fast and hard. And like there was so much strength behind the ball every time he threw it. But again, his accuracy was a little off. Exactly. But there were 105 guys there. It was really hard to like keep track of all 105 guys, try to see who stood out. So we did our best, but mainly I was focused on the guys that have come on the show and I wanted to see what they could do. Oh, we were really impressed by a couple of them. Yeah. So all the guys that I'm aware of that were there and have been on the show fucking killed it. Absolutely. Um, but Isaac Gross and Dwayne Beckford were going through like the pass rushing drills. They were killing it. I would put them at the top two. Absolutely. Dwayne Beckford was definitely the one to watch. At least for like the pass rushers, because essentially all the D linemen were going through the same drills. So you had the tackles who obviously aren't going to be as fast as your edge rushers. Um, but these two really stuck out. Beckford was killing it. He was a beast. Scary shit. <laughs> and Gross was amazing. And then Bubba Jenkins was killing it over... With the running back drills. But I felt bad for him, though, because maybe there weren't a lot of running backs there or something. But it seemed like for a lot of the event for tryouts, he was kind of standing around watching other drills. I don't know. Yeah. So what some of the feedback I got from some of the players was that it was kind of disorganized. Oh, was it? Yeah. So everything was scheduled, but it was a nasty, rainy, cold day. So I think they did the punters early before like the weather got any worse or the wind picked up trying to get a good evaluation. But it just seemed like they got through the first set of drills. Kind of like warm-ups. Yeah. And like the three cone and all like the athletic drills. Uh, they got through that kind of quick. And so they went to position drills early. But they're only doing some position drills and not others. Right. So then the players were stuck trying to like stay warm and, and stay loose and stuff because they'd already warmed up and they didn't want to like just sit around. Yeah. So they're doing like... The defensive back drills and the D lineman drills for sure like went first. And like the offense were kind of like doing their own thing for a while. So maybe that was the plan. Um, one thing I will say about Bubba is that he was essentially still participating in drills off to the side. Yeah, he was like watching drills or like, what was it? The D line guys were the offensive line. Okay, they were doing a drill and he was doing it right alongside them. He wasn't like participating, but he was doing it with them. Which, if you listen to the episode or if you've already listened to it, one thing I did mention in his interview is that he's a three down back and that he can run the ball, catch the ball, but he's also a good pass blocker. 
And so he was doing the pass blocking drills with the O-lineman. Yeah, that was really cool to watch him do. And then when the receiver was doing drills, like he was off watching, doing the moves. I think he actually kind of snuck his way into those. I don't know if he was supposed to be in there, <laughs> um, but he did do some catching drills. Awesome. So good to see that. So there was one big thing that stood out to us while we were watching some of these position drills. It was hard for it to not stand out. <laughs> it was incredibly distracting trying to watch these other drills while this was going on. Well, before that happened, I looked across the gym and I was like, Dan, that's Mike Singletary on the ground doing like warm up kind of stretches. It kind of looked like he was taking a nap. I was like, what? But he was definitely stretching. I was like, why? These guys are the ones that tryouts. What is he doing on the ground? It didn't take long to figure out what it was for. So Mike Singletary led some uh, drills for uh, different defensive men. But he didn't just lead the drills. Oh, my God. He took the guys through the drills. I mean, he was doing it right along with them. He was showing them what to do. He was like so intense. I would have hated to be one of those guys that's letting him down. I would have felt bad. There were so many times we heard him say one more time. Well, one more time, because either they weren't getting it right or he wanted to see more out of them or something. It was intense. And he was just as intense as the guys were, were doing it. He was right alongside them with the energy and the passion. Like they would take one step and he'd say, no, do it again. And they would have to go back to the start and start over. Like they were lucky if they made it through the entire drill. But even then their legs were jello because mm-hmm. he was pushing them to the max. And then he wanted even more. I mean, just seeing that part of tryout, it, it just... It gives me an idea of what he's going to be expecting from our players and the caliber of football we'll be able to see. Yeah. Because even while they were doing the drill enough for him to let him go, he's still saying, get lower. You're too high. You're too high. Get down. Get down. Watching these guys, because what they're doing, they're doing a high step. But he wanted them to like get even lower and still pick up their legs. Like impossible to do. But he that's what he expected out of them. Right. It was just insane and awesome to watch. And I want to give props to all of those guys who are doing it because I couldn't have been able to do the drill once, let alone doing it over and over and over again. So mad props to the guys at tryouts and all these guys on the team. There's a couple guys that took part in that drill that I do want to shout out. It was like three or four guys went through the drill and got nothing but criticism. But this one guy. White pants? Yes. He actually got. <laughs> Good praise from Singletary, the first guy to get any kind of positive feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Singletary like gave him a handshake and like patted him on the back like, <laughs> you beasted that out, dude. Yeah, and that was Fabian Carter Sr. Okay. So mad props to you if you're listening. Um, also, Abraham Austin was another guy that got some positive praise through that drill. Awesome. And Beckford finally got some. I think he went through it like once or twice, and he was just getting out for criticism. And finally, he got it to where Singletary was like, good job. Yeah, he was definitely putting Beckford through the ringer, but... He rose to the occasion. We want to get a lot of these guys back on the show to kind of talk about their reactions to the tryouts. Um, but one thing Bedford said was that was a drill of a lifetime. I, I mean, how could it not be? To go through as hard as you did with Mike well, Singletary. I mean, an absolute legend. Yeah. So that was incredible to see. And then everything kind of wrapped up with like the offensive line and the defensive players. And it was just down to the wide receiver drills and the running back drills. And that's when I needed a break. <laughs> I got two hours of sleep the night before. And I looked at Dan and I was like, how long do you want to be here? I mean, we've watched these drills happen, but like nothing's really happening. He's like, I'm saving for the whole thing. I was like, peace. I'm going to, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like I was into this, especially at this point, I was actually able to see what was going on. Right. There was less happening. So you could see more. So I was watching the running back drills and obviously Bubba Jenkins was killing it. Obviously. There was one drill. Essentially, they start at a cone. I think they're like 10 yards apart and they had to run back and forth while trying to catch a ball. And a quick disclaimer here in case you guys didn't see it on Instagram. 
we were not allowed to take any video footage. So we're describing all of this stuff. We would have loved to be able to bring footage for you guys. We even took our filming equipment, but we were told not to film. Even the team didn't film anything to put up on social media. It was totally blacked out. Yeah. So he was running back and forth 10 yards apart. Yeah. And the guy was like five yards away or maybe more, but like essentially just throwing the football as hard as they can. And they're expected to catch it. And he, the first time he did it, he caught two out of the three. And the second time he caught all three. Nice. And these like some of the guys like, we're only catching like one. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this guy, it wasn't one of the quarterbacks. It was just one of the coaches. So like, obviously he's not as accurate as you expect a quarterback to be. Right. Which just adds to the difficulty of it. And then they had to do like run one direction, pivot and immediately run the other way and catch a ball. And like, I mean, it was insane what they're able to do. And obviously Bubba Jenkins stood out as well as Marcus Cox. He was one that really stood out to me as being a, you know above average as cool. far as other running backs go. Because there was one guy I felt really bad because like he did not catch like a single ball, maybe like one or two. Yeah, there was one of the guys during the defense drills doing with Mike Singletary. He just like Singletary was not happy with him. He was like, yeah. again, again. I, I mean, this guy just wasn't doing it. So I did feel bad for those guys that weren't quite up to par. Yeah. And then at the same time, the receivers were doing some drills. And there were a lot of receivers there. And the guys I'm pointing out were the ones that stood out to me. There were obviously really talented guys out there, but it's just so hard to try to take everything in. So these are just a couple that I actually noticed. So one guy that kept popping up in my vision, mainly because he kind of looks like a smaller version of Mike Evans. Okay. (laughs) But he has like similar tattoos, similar look to him. Also wears like a headband like I've seen Evans wear. So that's why like he caught my attention, but he also balled out. Um, This was Sean Thomas. Okay. So if you're listening, good job. As well as Rayshon Brewer um, performed well. He was another guy that stood out in the wide receiver drills. Oh, he came up and talked to us. He did, yeah. There were a couple guys, and thanks to those guys that came up and talked to us. It was so cool that it was so cool to meet you in person and stuff like that. Um, Herbert Moore is another guy who we've been following each other for a long time on social media. Came up, shook our hands. Um, he did really well. Yeah, it was cool to see these guys and, and talk to them. Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of really good guys out there. These are the ones that I actually was able to actually take in with all the information overload. It's going to be so cool to see the changes in the roster and hopefully some of these guys are picked up. But along with roster changes that are going to come with minicamp and tryouts being over with, uh, trades can actually happen at any time. Whoa, I hadn't even thought about trades. Yeah, I asked the team and like trades are an option right now. Has that always been an option? I think so. I don't think there's ever been a limit on it. But it hasn't just, but it just hasn't taken place. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had a chance to evaluate their players to see where their weaknesses are really. So wait, okay, so... Hold on. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. After. So tryouts are over. Yes. But no one's been signed to the team from the tryouts. We were talking to the team and apparently there's like 10 or 15 guys. There's not a solid number, but there are several guys from tryouts that they are interested in maybe doing like individual workouts or like talking to more. So I do expect maybe some signings from the tryouts. And the team was filming like for, you know, for them to have. They won't post on social media, but. Will that footage be released to the other teams to see what happened to tryouts? Probably not. Okay. Which is kind of a shame. Could it be nice? Like once Memphis Express signs the guys they want, gets their evaluations, then like, hey, other teams, here are some guys you may want to look at. Yeah, because these players, like someone from Mississippi may not be able to make it out to San Diego for a tryout. So Mm -hmm. it'd be cool if after they signed whoever they wanted to sign, they were able to release that for other teams to see and maybe these players get picked up. Yeah, because like the Atlanta Legends are interested in Boba Jenkins as well. So we he, never talk about the Legends. Nobody Do they does. exist. I mean, a little bit. Anyway, not not relevant. 
But anyway, he's got to fly out to Atlanta to work out with them. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which is awesome for him. But like that costs money. Right. So, you know, these guys really can't afford to fly out every team to get a workout in. Yeah. So it'd be cool if they share the footage or at least like, hey, here's some guys out there that you might be interested in. But speaking of like Memphis Express, guys, we know you're listening. Sign Bubba before Atlanta does. We don't want them to have him. Yeah. I mean, did you see him at the tryouts? Yeah. He was insane. He's going to be hard to defend. And I don't want to defend against him. I think that this should be called like the, the title should have something to do with Bubba Jenkins. We've talked about him so much <laughs> in this episode. But anyway, apparently this podcast is now the Bubba Jenkins fan show. So yeah. So I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's we it. can't possibly have more to talk about. That's got to be it. I will say this. What? Thank you so much for listening to the show. <laughs> Thank you for your continued support. Um, Check out the show notes. There's going to be links to every single thing we've talked about today there in the show notes. And for all this stuff and things, check us out on social media. This has been long enough. We're just going to end it right here. <laughs>